See, I was gonna take McAvoy, and I was like, oh, Scully's gonna take him, so I didn't take him. Um, take him. <laughs> I, I know. I, I taken Kale McCarr. I think it's a two-way race between him and the incumbent Adam Fox. Um, but Kale McCarr is just so fucking talented. I mean, I was thinking if it's if it's solely based on defense, I was thinking Jacob Slavin. As Scully mentioned earlier, super underrated. But I think Kale McCarr just got that big payday. He's gonna fucking dominate this year. All right, welcome to episode 33 of Clubhouse Combos, little MLB playoffs and NHL Outlook pod. Going to start doing the title of the pod at the beginning of it. A little routine. Your host, Colin, today, um, dealing with some fucking computer issues, uh, well-documented on the Gridiron pod we just recorded. Uh, Joined today by Evan. How are you, buddy? Good, my friend. It was probably more so on my end on my laptop. That was the problem there. Yeah, that's what happens when you buy a fucking HP. Uh, Newman, how are you today? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, if you guys go to Gridiron, you can hear Evan and uh, Colin speak through a fucking popcorn container uh, or muffle themselves that. So it was a fucking delight to hear on my end. Yeah, no Dan on Clubhouse today. He's busy and we're talking NHL anyways. So a little out of Dan's bag. Um, but we got some NBA news to jump into. Been a long time since we talked about the NBA. A few headlines I think are important to touch on. First is the Ben Simmons drama. Obviously, throughout the offseason, some rumors of Simmons wanting out, Philly wanting to trade him. Um, becomes concrete that Ben Simmons is not interested in playing for the 76ers. Said he would forfeit all the money. Uh, and then, as usual, money talks. Um, he's recently landed back in Philadelphia. I think he's about to join the team. Seems as though that's the way it's trending. Uh, any comments from you guys? We'll go to Evan first. Well, I'm just surprised they weren't able to trade him. Uh, I don't know if their asking price was too high and that was the problem, or they just didn't find anything that they liked. But the fact that he's still here is weird. I don't think Philadelphia 76ers fans like the guy particularly much. I wouldn't. I think Joel Embiid and his relationship has probably taken a hit just based on the fact that he went off the grid, wouldn't talk to anybody, and now everything's supposed to be fine and we can't remember what happened over the offseason. So if I'm a Philadelphia 76 fan, I still don't like Ben Simmons. If I'm Embiid, like, that was weird. I mean, Embiid went out and said, like, this, we've had to build this team around this guy's need to have the ball, and now he fucking leaves. Right. Like, People were pissed off. That relationship is over. It's just a weird situation. That's my take. Money talks. Newman? Oh. Hello? I mean, I mean, you guys, your video is just not happening right now. Oh. Um, don't worry about the video. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about the video. No, I can hear your audio, but sometimes your audio is you speaking, like, at the speed of sound, and sometimes you're speaking like a fucking turtle, so it's it's pretty <laughs> funny. Um, Great. But, yeah, the ben, the ben Simmons stuff is crazy. Considering how a fucking shit of a basketball player he is, I'm not surprised that no one wanted him for the price that they were probably asking. Um, saw a report that his meeting with Doc Rivers contained some some expletives, so that's pretty interesting. Um, 
I wouldn't fucking want him back if I was the Sixers. He's just he's so fucking bad. Like, why would you want a point guard that doesn't shoot the ball? Like, what the that's, that's the whole point of the point guard is to facilitate and score when needed. So it's just dumb. Yeah, I don't like Ben Simmons at all. Um, in other NBA headlines, another player I particularly don't care for, Kyrie Irving, uh, has publicly refused to get the vaccine. Um, seemed like the Nets were just not going to have him at home. Now they're not going to have him at all until he either gets the vaccine or doesn't. Then they just won't have Kyrie Irving. Um, personally, I don't want to get into the politics of the vaccine, but I mean, it's your fucking job. You get paid many millions of dollars to play basketball. Uh, and if your job requires you to get the vaccine, like that your hundred other thousands of Americans are being required to do, then you fucking should too. Uh, I don't think you get to be left out of that conversation just because you're a professional athlete and you think people care about what you have to say because newsflash, nobody gives a fuck what Kyrie Irving has to say. His stupid flat earth bullshit and every other dumb shit he says. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no Kyrie Irving for the Brooklyn Nets. Do you think it hurts their chances, Evan? Well, it obviously hurts their chances. And uh, I can't imagine why someone wouldn't go take two shots in order to play basketball do their job and try to win a championship that's what it's all about if you're not if your heart's not in it why the fuck are you still playing go retire go hang it up go do something else with your fucking time because clearly you're not invested in what you're doing right now you're hurting your teammates i saw kd and harden we're gonna have a meeting to talk about it it's just fucking ridiculous like i don't want the guy on my team I'm sure none of the players in the nats locker room steve nash included i don't think any of them want him on the fucking team anymore it He's a distraction. He's a joke. He should go away for a while, figure shit out. I mean, the dude's fucking pathetic. What does he have to figure out? There's nothing to figure there's, out. There's something fucking wrong in his head. <laughs> uh, just something's not right with the guy. Go ahead, Connor. Well, I mean, oh. something's certainly not right when he thinks the earth is flat. I think that's pretty fucking stupid. I mean, but I don't think it's going to be as impactful if you can't play as people think. I mean, you see what Durant and and Harden were able to do in the playoffs last year without him. Um, they're clearly capable when he's not there. Uh, but, I mean, maybe it's an NBA problem. I don't know. I mean, you look at the NHL. I think that report yesterday, only four players are unvaccinated. Um, so, clearly, they have their shit wow. together. They know what they're doing. Maybe the NBA kind of needs to bear down on the NBA or on their players. So, I don't know. If, I mean, it's a Kyrie issue, but at the same time, I think the league needs to put some pants on. Well, again, like – you're getting paid to do a job. If your job requires it, then that's what you do. Unless you want to lose your job. You see the four guys in the NHL have been flamed by their coaches, by upper staff, like guys aren't happy about it. And rightfully so you're putting your season on the line. These guys want more than anything to win. And if you're going to take the selfish route, so be it, but nobody's going to be your biggest fan. In fact, you're probably going to have no fans. Um, but we'll move on. MLB news, uh, ALDS, NLDS, Divisional Series this week and, and some of last week. Uh, the Red Sox, Braves, and Houston Astros all won their series in four games. Dodgers, Giants to be decided tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, in San Francisco should be a fantastic baseball game. Uh, let's jump into Red Sox, Rays first. Obviously, Rays win game one. Red Sox storm back wins games two, three, and four. Three and four walk-offs, obviously. Um, game three in particular was a fantastic game to watch. 
I think the Red Sox outscored the Rays 46 to, or out hit the Rays, something, something dumb. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won't say it. Um, yeah, great, great win for the Red Sox. I believe there's one moron who didn't fucking pick them. Or, or are there two? It was me and Dan. Oh, I picked. Okay. It was Simmons. Yeah. Evan, anything to say? Well, I'm kind of shocked. Um, you know, after game one, it was a little rough. And then you go into game two, Sale gives up a grand slam to Jordan Luplo. And it's like, wow, like, are we really going to go down this easy? Something must have happened. Everybody just turned it around. It was just a different series when, when the Sox rallied back to tie that series at one to take to split them in Tampa. And crowd was phenomenal uh, in both games at Fenway. I think that played a role. And the lineup is just that good. Like, they they could just outscore their opponent every time. I don't really care about the pitching. I don't care about the bullpen. If the bats are working, they're going to win fucking games. Yeah. Uh, I said when I said on this pod, I said, one of the wildcard teams, whoever wins and stays in is going to go far. I said that. And I said earlier in the season uh, when the Sox were struggling, I said, this team could either miss the playoffs or win a World Series. I still believe that to this day. And their lineup gives them the chance to do so. Yeah, I mean, I think the bats the bats came alive like we saw them do early on in the season. I thought Cora managed the bullpen a lot better than Kevin Cash did on the other side. Um, bringing in Pavetta was a great decision, especially since Erod. Erod fucking shoved in game four. I mean, yeah, he did. great fucking rebound start after game one. I mean, the Reds, but the Red Sox, I mean, most come from behind wins uh, in the league this year. And we saw it uh, after Sale got bombed in game two. There's just no quit in this team. I think they are destined to do great things this year. When the bats are hot, there's not a team that can beat us. I said that on this pod uh, and so much fight. I mean, Pavetta, that game three reminded me so much of the Evaldi game three in the World Series. And just short rest, you know, balls to the wall. Give it all you got. He was fucking hurling out there. You could see the emotion after every inning. Uh, it gave me goosebumps to watch. I mean, what a fucking game. And Vasquez gets to be the hero after a pretty bad season. So good for him. Uh, the Braves Brewers series. I'll admit I didn't watch an inning of this. So I don't have much to say. Although I picked the Brewers. Um, I believe you said the only win they would get was a Corbin Burns mm-hmm. start. Was that correct? Yes. Good for you, Evan. My, I was wrong about everything in the AL, but uh, I had a good feeling about Atlanta. It's just something special about that team right now. Uh, a roller coaster of a year, losing Acuna. I still like their pitching and talk about one of the best infields in baseball. Uh, I thought that would carry them and the Brewers offense. I just simply didn't trust. I mean, Rowdy Tellez counted for a lot of the offense for the Brewers in that series. It was just such a problem for them. And, you know, when Woodruff doesn't get you the start that you'd like and, and you put it to game three, they Atlanta beat Peralta, like Atlanta got the job done and talk about just a, a fantastic home run for Freddie Freeman last night. And in, in that, you know, clinching game in the bottom of the eighth, electric stuff uh, for a top 10 Brave of all time easily. Yeah, I think both these teams are not good and they're going to get spanked. Uh, the Braves will get spanked by either the Dodgers or the Giants. Uh, they yeah, combine for nine. They combined for nine runs through the first three games. And a lot of that had to do with the pitching, but the bats were just fucking terrible. Um, both of these teams were slumping. But I mean, for the Braves, Charlie Morton shoved. Will Smith, three saves uh, after a pretty rocky season, so good for him. Uh, that bullpen was pretty good. Matt Sick had a couple of good outings. Uh, the Brewers were just disappointing. When T- Roddy Tellez is hitting home runs to keep you in games, that's not very good, especially when your pitching is doing all it can. And to hit it off of Hader last night, that's huge. 
you had to get to one of the bullpen aces. Williams is still out, though. So Hayter's really that guy. And Freeman, the lefty-lefty, able to take him deep to left center. I mean, just, just quite the moment. And um, Yeah, and I, you I have to wonder. But... You have to wonder, too. It's the eighth inning. You, that's Devin Williams' spot. I mean, having yeah. put Hayter in for six outs, that's kind of hurting them. So I agree. I mean, to, and the way the injury happened, like, that arguably could have been the turning point in their season. Just to know that you don't have that guy – was so good down the stretch uh, I'm not willing to write the Braves off I said Giants would be Dodgers in five hopefully that happens I said Giants over Braves in seven I think they can make it a series although it's interesting Jorge Soler did test positive for COVID today so we'll see what happens hopefully nothing big there um, but I like the Braves I mean I wasn't high on them during the year I just feel like they had the Brewers number I mean I have the Braves as my third best team in the NL so at the beginning of the year, at least I did jump, jump off that, but I can't say I'm shocked. Um, the roster is just too good. That infield, everyone with 30 home runs is pretty insane. Um, but to do it with Acuna is extremely impressive. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a video of Acuna watching the final out from his home. That was pretty cool to see. He was fucking fired up as hell. Um, but go to the Braves. It'll be an interesting series, no matter who they play. Dodgers Atlanta rematch would be uh, good for baseball, but I'm rooting for the Giants. Uh, and then the final series, Houston defeats the White Sox in four, um, three out of the four games, really all the games weren't a contest. Three of the four go in favor of Houston. Um, I'm nervous as a Sox fan. The lineup looks unstoppable, just like the Red Sox. Um, again, I think it's going to come down to who's pitching's better. Um, not sure who I'm going to take yet. I had the White Sox advancing. But. Yeah, I had the White Sox advancing as well. Houston scares me. I agree, Colin. And, um, you know, just, just about which offense does more damage, I think. Uh, both are going to do a lot of it. And to your point, it's, it's just going to be bullpen. We saw the Astros make three pretty decent-sized additions to their bullpen during the year. Sox didn't really opt for the bullpen help. Austin Davis, um, Robles, who's, I guess, been – he's been all right. But um, we'll see. I think I think it'll be a game of uh, – it'll be a series of which bullpen uh, does the, the does the best. I think defense is going to be very underratedly important to the series as well. You saw, obviously, the, uh, the Verdugo out at third. Just big plays like that, I think, are going to make the difference in the series. It's going to be close, I think. No, I agree 100%. Defense is going to be huge. And I think, uh, you know, your number three, number four pitchers are going to have to come up big. Erod, Pavetta, and, you know, Urquidy, and no, who's the, I don't even know who they're fucking Valdez, is. Valdez, or Garcia, yeah. Um, he'll probably be out of the pen. But I, I picked Houston in four, so Ooh, yay for me. For you. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I was talking about this upcoming series. No, you were no, right. No, no, no. Well, I, I think <laughs> I did, actually. I think I have Astros in seven. But I had the Astros over the White Sox in four. I mean, they're just a fucking <laughs> unbelievable team. I was watching in the library uh, the other day, game four, as Kyle Tucker, my boyfriend, hits a single. <laughs> first pitch, first pitch, steals second. Next pitch, steals third. And then third pitch, RBI single. So, like, they're just fucking ridiculous hitting and on the base paths. Um, they're going to be a very Kids tough out. Yeah. Who's going to be our I JBJ? Mean, I don't know. Renfro, he's got to get hot. He does. Sorry to get hot in game four, but he's been as cold as a fucking ice cube lately. Um, do we want to talk any Dodgers, Giants? Quick prediction. I have Giants. Yeah, Giants. It's probably Dodgers for Newman. Stick with them. 
Honest, well, I want the Dodgers to win, but Logan Webb, oh, my God. Yeah, I, oh, my God. If he can yeah. replicate that, no chance. Him against Urias is going to be a fucking spectacle tomorrow. So, but I think the I think the Giants are probably going to win if he fucking shoves mm-hmm. again. And I want him to yeah. shove. He's awesome. But. Yeah, he is. Fucking pulling for the Giants. It's going to be all hands on deck. I wouldn't be surprised to see Gosman. Yeah. Um, should be great. And uh, my guy, Camilio Duvall, great uh, game three. Yeah, he was your, your he was my sleeper player. So yeah. Great game things. three. One gust to win, though, from uh, from being tied, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, the statistics, uh, 55 of 62 on balls hit that hard at that launch angle with 38 home runs. The fact that it didn't at least turn into a double is just fucking wild. But that's like that's the kind of magic the Giants have had this year. Like things are going their way. Um, it feels feels like you can't deny them right now. You can't. I can't let my heart do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was weird. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Let's jump into the NHL. Uh, looking forward to getting back into NHL mm. on this podcast. I know that's probably our favorite sport for the three of us to talk about. Um, so let's get into it. We got a lot of shit to go through. Let's go. Um, I can't wait. Let's start with breakout teams. My breakout team this year, the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Evan drafted Carter Hart in our fantasy draft Monday night. Um, that carried into Tuesday because Evan's a little dumb. Um, I think Carter Hart's gonna have a good year. I think Ryan Ellis is gonna be huge for this team. Um, I expect guys like Farabee, Konechny, that struggled a little bit last year to score dirty goals, get in front of the net. They're a good team. I, I like them a lot. I have them second in the East, I believe, because I had them as the Metro winner. Um, so I expect a huge year from Philly. Who's your breakout? No, I could have said Philly. I actually went with the Rangers. Uh, I'm very high on the Rangers, actually. Uh, I love their offense. Mika Zibanejad, who I think is still so underrated. He always gets it done. Panarin, we know how good he can be. 30 goals easily, I'm sure, again this year. I, I have both of those guys in fantasy. Um, and, and I think Shesterkin has a really strong year in net. The defense, they, they have a fucking Norris winner back there. They still have Truba. We saw Keandre Miller. They have all these other guys who just get the job done. And, like, they're a scrappy team. Gallant's there. I think he's such a good fit there. Uh, we know what he's done in the past with Vegas and Florida. Really getting the job done. I think New York breaks out strongly this year. Uh, I like strongly. their third line a lot with uh, Goudreau. Honestly, whoever you play with Goudreau, Barkley, I think it's yeah. be really good. I will say this about the Rangers. They put themselves in a salary cap stranglehold similar to Toronto right now. They got fucking Chris Kreider, $50 million, Truba, 56 and now Zabanajad gets 68 uh, which is a great deal for him. Good for him. Super happy for him. On top of Panarin's big money, pretty soon they're going to be hard-pressed to get big names. Adam Fox is going to need to get paid. Yes. Capo Caco eventually is going to be paid. Lafreniere, again, those two, depends on if they develop how much they're going to get paid. But I think in two, three years' time, you can see the Rangers being a little fucked trying to keep their hometown talent here. Forgot about the young talent. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so my breakout team is the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I drafted Besser, Pedersen, and newly acquired Connor Garland uh, the other day. So I'm I have pretty been. high on them. No, you don't. Yeah. Oh, you went the pick before me, I think. Yeah, that's me. Wanted them. <laughs> I have Ekholm, or not Ekholm, Ekholm Larson, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, so they're plus six thousand right now to win the cup. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the My cup, God. but I mean, in a, in a weak ass Pacific Division, I could see them squeaking into the playoffs. Uh, you know, Pedersen and Hughes just got their money, uh, and now it's time to produce. Uh, they have a great young core. I think Thatcher Demko is going to be in the Vesna talk come the end of the year, and they replaced Holpe with a capable backup in Halak, uh, who we've seen do great things in Boston. Holpe kind of sucked for them last year, a reason for a lot of their uh, failure. So they fixed their holes. They obviously made that trade for Ekman Larson and Garland. So super high on them this year. I like Vancouver a lot. Um, Quentin Hughes' name will come up later from me. Um, underperforming teams. On the flip side, I'm staying in the Metro, going Carolina. I know we talked about how bad their offseason was. Uh, I, I really – I get you have a lot of offense, but I don't like the goaltending. I don't like Frederick Anderson. I think Dougie Hamilton's a big loss on the back end. Obviously, Slavin, one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, but I just don't see them having a good year. I had them out of my playoffs. Um, I had the Rangers in over them. Uh, I just don't like Carolina this year. I think they're going to hit a wall. I have the exact same team, Carolina. A lot of the points you brought up, they lost Nadelkovic. What a what a weird move, in my opinion. I got him in fantasy. There you go. Bean's gone. Uh, Fogel's gone. Just like there's just something about that team that's just off putting for me right now. Like the only reason I think they'll still be good and like decent is their coach. Well, I would say their coach, uh, Brenda Moore. He's fantastic, but. I'm not even high on the, on their top line. Like, Aho, Natchez, and no. fucking Spechnikov. I'm, really? I'm not high on that line either. I got 80 points from all of them this year. I think they're going to be good. Anyway, Carolina for me. Just puzzling offseason. Yeah, I agree. Puzzling offseason. Um, I have to stick with the team I didn't have in my playoffs. It's Philly. I don't like Philly this year. Um, wow. They lose They lose Voracek. They lose Nolan Patrick. I do like some of the additions they made on the back end. I think Ellis is going to be big. But it's a real prove-it year for Carter Hart. He was fucking statistically like the worst goaltender in the league last year. Um, yep. And instead of giving him some insurance, they bring in Martin Jones, who is the literally statistically the worst goaltender over the past three seasons combined. He's fucking terrible. Um, so that's a terrible move. And I, I just – I'm not buying into this team, especially in a really competitive division like the Metro where you got maybe six capable playoff teams there. Yeah, see, to me, like Washington's on the decline – Pittsburgh's on the decline, and uh, what's the other thing? I don't know, like Carolina, so I oh, think like the, the Metro's decline. easier. But I think they could all, you know, they all could put together like a third-place finish, which puts the pressure on yeah. Philly to really perform. Yeah. It's going to be fun year in Philly. It's a good time to be a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Well, shout out Connor Turgeon, huge no, Philly listens. fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on to breakout players. Uh, I have three. I don't know how many you guys have. First one, Jake DeBrusque. Uh, very wishy-washy on Jake DeBrusque, historically, um, personally, anyways. Um, he's been a wishy-washy player, very hot and cold. Uh, had the 20 goals as a rookie and then has really not done much the past two years. Um, but in preseason, he looks really good. I think the third line's a good fit for him. He's not going to be asked to do too much. He gets to play with Nick Foligno, who's a great playmaker. Eric Halla, great playmaker, very fast. I think that's only going to help DeBrusque. I, I don't really know why playing with David Krejci didn't help him, but it didn't seem to. Um, but I expect big things from DeBrusque. Another breakout player of mine, Nick Suzuki, just got paid by Montreal. 
drafted him in fantasy. I think maybe 80 points for him on the top line this year. So fast, so gifted. The hands are so good. Uh, and my last guy, Max Comtois in Anaheim. Um, big, hard-nosed player. Has a knack for getting in front of the net, scoring goals, but also a lot of finesse in his game. He had 16 last year. Uh, and on a bad Anaheim team in a full season, I'm going to say he scores 30 goals. Wow. I like that one. Um, I have three and then a fun one. Uh, for me, my number one guy is Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau struggled tough a couple uh, years in the past with Calgary. Had a real strong year. Really came on in the playoffs that year against they played Anaheim and some other teams. Um, he's such a good player. And he's in a contract year for me, which is huge. Like, I think, like, if you know, based on your performance this season, like, this is a make-it-break-it year for Gaudreau. If he puts up big numbers, he's going to get paid. If he struggles again, he's probably going to lose at least three, three-and-a-half million dollars in, in AAV, in NHL. which is huge. So, it's a make-it-break-it year. I think he has a really strong year for the Flames. Um, Brian Rust, I have him in fantasy. I've absolutely loved this guy for a couple of years now. Plays such a huge role on that team, and I don't think he gets as much love as he should. 25 goals for Rust this year, I'll say. Well, hold on. When you play with Sidney Crosby, 25 goals is a given. But people don't really – like, when you think of Brian Rust, you're like, all right, like, who's this? Like, he's, he doesn't have that name recognition. My, my argument is that's just not a breakout. He's been scoring 25 goals for the past few years. Scored 20 last year. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's a fair it's argument. Fair. It's a fair argument. Uh, anyway, last guy, Frank Vitrano. I think he's a big year for the Florida Panthers. I don't know what line he'll be playing on. They got so many damn good people up front, but really like the guy. I think he could be primed for 25 goals uh, in a big year. And then fun one, just Nick Foligno. I think he has a really good year for the Bruins. These have been fucking great picks. Uh, I have Thanks, three as Denver. well. Um, first one would be Sam Bennett. Uh, He's going to be playing on the second line with Huberto. I think that's huge for him and his production this season. Uh, averaged a point per game when they got him last year and into the playoffs. I think he had like five goals. Um, so very good end of the year for him. Uh, my second guy, Ilya Sorokin with the Islanders. Varlamov's down to start the year, so it'll be Sorokin's net. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone's saying, you know, Varlamov, when he comes back, he'll be the number one. I'm not so sure. I mean, I think Sorokin, my prediction is his state percentage is going to be top 10, pushing top five in the entire league. They're um, very wishy-washy with them in the playoffs as well. I agree, and I think I think Sorokin is going to earn it, though, early on. And I think he may get some Vesna talk. I like him that much. Uh, and then my final guy, guy I got in the last round of our draft, Jesse Pugliarvi. He plays with fucking Connor McDavid, and I got him in the last round, so that's fantastic. Um had his best year last year. He had 40 points. Um, and he's playing with, I mean, he's playing with fucking with David. He's obviously going to have a great fucking year. I think that line with uh, Puyar v. McDavid Hyman, it's going to be very good. Uh, Hyman is kind of a guy that reminds me of Brian Ross. Newman has him too. Very, I have uh, Hyman as well. <laughs> yeah, very underappreciated. Kind of does the little things really well. Um, mm-hmm. Good player. Yeah, and I have McDavid. So uh, Newman will be good. winning when the Oilers win. <laughs> um, let's go to underperforming players. This this list was a little more challenging for me. Mm. I'm not super sold on any of these guys underperforming, but my first one is Jeff Petrie. Um, no Shea Weber for Montreal. No Carey Price for an indefinite amount of time. Not really sure when he'll be back, um, but we wish him well. Um, 
I don't love Montreal this year. I know I'm super high on Suzuki. Uh, I like Caulfield as well. Anderson, great forward. Um, I just think Petrie is, is bound to regress. He's, what, 36 now. Uh, he's been putting up 45 points a year, which I just don't think is sustainable for him. Um, so he's my first underperforming player this year. Second, um, sat next to Evan when we drafted. He took Philip Forsberg, a pick in front of me. I said, fuck you. But uh, looking back on it, I feel like Forsberg is kind of becoming an injury-prone player. Hasn't been healthy the past few years. Um, when he's healthy, the production's there, but I'm kind of predicting another down year from him. Um, I feel like Nashville is just really struggling to get those guys that they paid a lot of money a few years ago, Forsberg, Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, to really get going. Uh, and they traded Arvidsson, so I'm not really sure what they're doing. They locked up Ekholm today, which I was kind of pissed about. I was hoping maybe another trade deadline opportunity for the Bruins to get him, but I doubt that will happen now. Um, and my last player is Brett Burns. Um, only 29 points last year. Feels like he's just a little too slow right now to be performing at the rate he was at one point. Um I don't expect a great year from him or any of the San Jose Sharks. Those are all good. I hope Forsberg has a good year and proves you wrong. Yeah. Uh, for me, my first guy is kind of going to draw controversy, I'm sure. My last two guys probably not. But I got Andre Svechnikov, number one. There's just something about him that I'm just not 100% sold on. I know it was a shortened season a year ago. There was just something I had him in fantasy. Just like w- did not live up to my expectation for, wh- for where I drafted the guy. Former number two pick. I'm not high on Carolina. I think he's going to have a hard time scoring goals. He's a good playmaker. I think, you know, get a bunch of assists. But as far as goal scoring goes and, like, actual offensive production that they need, he's just not going to be able to give it to them. Uh, Second player, Blake Coleman. I thought he got overpaid by Calgary in the offseason. I wanted him at a reasonable price. Uh, Flame signed him. And when I saw the price tag, I was like, whatever. Was it five or Uh, six? I think it was six. AAV. I think he's been hurt. Like, I just – I think he underperforms this year uh, up there north of the border. And then my last guy is Philip Grubauer. Um, just the the move to t- to sign him didn't make a lot of sense when you go and get Drieger, who I think is a competent would have been a competent starter, and Vanacek. They wound up like getting rid of Vanacek again. The move just didn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, he had a great year last year, but he was also uh, he also played for an incredible defensive team, and. I think coming to Seattle, he's going to have a hard time putting up the numbers he did in Colorado. So uh, he's my third guy. Facing him this week in fantasy, I hope he suffers mightily. Well, he had a uh, he had a decent start last night. For, yeah, uh, Vegas. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have three. My first one might garner some booze. It's Linus Olmark, uh, your new oh, goalie. Come on, I really You're like one him. of those. So early, dude. No, I like him. I hope he has great success. Um, Liked him in Buffalo, but he's just unproven. I mean, obviously playing behind the Buffalo, who fucking knows? I would not be shocked to see Swayman take over at least a 50-50 split halfway through. And people were drafting him in, like, the fourth round, so I just thought it was a huge overpay when I saw that. Um, Similarly, Brady to Chuck, I saw he went in, like, the fourth round. His production has been on the decline the past two years. Probably going to be down again, especially – he plays on fucking Ottawa. Everyone on that team is just trash. Um, and then my last guy to hit on my own team, Andre Pilat. Um, the opportunities are just not going to be there this year, especially with Kucherov back. He's going to get bumped off the top power play unit. 
Um, so all those power play goals he was getting last year, they're not going to be there this year. So it's going to be a down year for him, unfortunately. Real quick on Linus. Um, I only said that because on fucking Bruins Twitter, it's I hate this guy this. I hate this guy that. Like, yeah, didn't have a great preseason, but uh, I think he'll be good. Newman, I do agree with you, though. I think this is going to be Swayman's job. But even come fucking December, I think he's going to win it pretty quickly. Um, let's really? move on to the Calder Trophy. First award prediction. Uh, Cole Caulfield is favored shortly, uh, not, not too far behind. Trevor Zegras is my pick. Uh, he's plus 350 to win it. Uh, I expect him to be one of the bright spots along with Comtois on a bad Anaheim team. Uh, I mean, you see this kid's highlights. He's just fucking disgusting. Uh, the hands are disgusting. Um, and I don't really think he really got much of an opportunity there. Kind of up and down all year last year. Um, I think a full year at the NHL level is going to be good for him. I think he's going to have a really good year. I'm going with Caulfield uh, in the playoffs. The kid really made a name for himself. Uh, Chris Cuth Cuthbert on the call being like goal Caulfield. Like he's got that name. He's in Montreal, huge media presence there. I think he's just, he's bound to get the award uh, in, in my opinion, unless he gets hurt or, or underperforms. Yeah, it's Caulfield for me. I think this is kind of his to lose. I mean, him and Zegers both play on pretty shit teams. So, I mean, the production is going to be tough to come by. But like we talked about in our NFL awards, it's all these are media-based. And I think Anaheim does not have a good following compared to Montreal. I mean, a big fucking hockey town. So, I think Caulfield is probably poised to, to take the call there. It's a fair argument. Um, next award is the Hart Award, which would be MVP. Uh, kind of hard not to take Connor McDavid as long as he's healthy. Uh, I don't see any regression. <laughs> I don't see any regression for a long time from him. Um, but just on the off chance, you know, something happens to him, knock on wood, hope it doesn't, love watching him play. Um, Nate McKinnon, uh, I think he's going to have a fire under his ass this year. Obviously, the playoff loss last year, you can see the frustration boiling up after all the early exits for Colorado. Uh, I think that team's going to be on an absolute mission this year, and McKinnon is so business, all about hockey. Um, I think he's going to have a monster year. Uh, it's McDavid for me. Um, I, I go off the board in a couple of these, so I think McDavid was an easy choice. Plus, I have him in fantasy, so I hope he puts up incredible numbers. Yeah, I think it would be stupid not to take McDavid. I threw out Pasternak and Kucherov as two guys that could challenge him, but I, it's mm -hmm. not even going to be close. To be clear, my pick is McDavid. Just, again, like Newman, if anybody's going to challenge him, I think McKinnon is a good threat this year. Uh, moving along, the Vesna Award for Best Goalie. I certainly went off the board here. I'm going Darcy Kemper. Uh, love Colorado this year, as I just said. I think he's going to benefit hugely as Grubauer did last year from the defense in front of him. Uh, the offense is going to put up so many goals. I think Kemper just got to keep the other team off the board, you know, one or two a night, um, but not going to face many shots. There's no real threat to him and losing his job. Um, like he kind of did in Arizona with the injuries. As long as he stays healthy, I expect a huge year from him. Um, I'll go him as my best winner. Uh, I went kind of off the board here, uh, pretty big time. Uh, I'm going Carter Hart to win this one. Uh, I think he'll have one of the greatest turnarounds 
uh, in NHL history in, in goal. I think he put having that defense upgraded the way it was, I think will do him wonders. I think he's going to have more confidence going in. Remember, this was a team last year. I mean, granted, they didn't make the playoffs, but they were they were like first place for a while around like the, the time of the Winter Classic when they played the Bruins. Um, I think he just has a really good year. I just have such a good feeling about him. Um, it's off the board, but I have them second, first in the Metro, second in the Eastern Conference, and, and I think Hart's going to be a big part of that. Real quick before Newman goes, um, I was watching the Philly-Boston preseason game a week ago. And they were talking about the goalie coach in Philly, uh, how Martin Jones wanted to go back because – go back to him at least because he was his goalie coach when Jones had all that success. Um, so I kind of wonder, you know, if Hart will will be a uh, benefactor of that. Hopefully for him in Philadelphia, he is. Newman? Oh. Oh, kind of lost you guys for a second oh, no, yeah all right um two good picks i like both those picks i will take the favorite because he plays for my team i'll take vasilevsky um he had a good game last night but it's very apparent that the defense is going to suck again and he's going to be called on to make 35 saves a night uh, and if he's up to the task uh, and can make enough saves then i think the formula is there for him to to win it uh for a second time um but yeah he's incredible he's the best goalie on the planet so you know, it doesn't make sense. Like Tampa's defense, I, I get they give up so many shots, but they're also so good. Like in the playoffs, they barely give up goals. But Hedman, Sergachev, McDonough, Chernak, like the names. I mean, there they're should be no reason they players, give up though. 30 it's, shots. It's Yeah, yeah, you're right. Outside, I think Chernak is very defensive. Oh, I agree. All right, let's move Chernak on. Chernak and McDonough are both very defensive. Other than that, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Uh, moving on, the coach of the year, the Jack Adams Award. I'm going with Bruce Cassidy. Expect a huge year from the Bruins. Uh, I think it's about fucking time that he wins this award. He's in the running every year, never wins it. Uh, I think this is the year for Bruce. All right, I picked Jared Bednar. I don't know if he's won one or not. Uh, considering how bad they were around the time he took over, I wouldn't be, sorry, be surprised if he has. But – I didn't really find anything, so I picked him. I think the Abs have a fucking dominant regular I, season. Has Cassidy won it? Or Bednar? Have either of them? I don't know. I don't know. But Bednar, for me, I think the Abs dominate. He should get one. Uh, so he's my pick. Uh, I swear Cassidy has won one, right? I, I'm looking it up. I, I think he has two years ago. Oh, he might have, yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Newman. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Well, he's due um, for another. My pick is, is Barry Trotz. Yeah, he's due for another. Whatever. No, it's Barry Trotz for me. Um, I won't spoil my, my Stanley Cup prediction, uh, but I think the Islanders are poised for a big year uh, like they have been in the past. I think they're a very well-put-together team, great goalie tandem, got goal scores, great defensive pairings. Um, so, well, where's Wait, where's Pellick? Is he hurt? He wasn't drafted last night, and I was looking for his name. I mean, Pollock went high. I, I didn't see anything happen to Adam Pellick. I, I wasn't sure what happened. Some Maybe no one just wants him in fantasy. I don't know. Uh, well, Newman looks if there's any news on Alex Pellick. We will move. Is it Alex? Uh, Adam. Adam. Fuck. Adam. Um, well, uh, there's an Alex on my name coming up. Pretty He's sure. on wave. 
right. Uh, the Rocket Richard for most goals scored. Uh, here's my Alex. Alex Debrinkit. I expect a huge year. Uh, you get Seth Jones. That's going to elevate your power play. Uh, Taves is back. I'm guessing uh, he'll either play – Debrinkit will either play with Doc or Taves. Regardless, he's going to play with Patrick Kane again, uh, which is a huge benefit for him. Scored 40 last year, I think, in the shortened season or 40. Yeah, he was prior. my sleeper a year ago. Um, yeah, I think he's going to win it this year. Maybe even 50 from him. He's, I think he's that good. Uh, I'm going Pasternak. I think he has just a monster year. Newman said he, that, you know, if, if not McDavid for Hart, he'd be up there. I certainly agree. I think he has a monster year. Only going to get better, not even in his prime yet. So, for me, he's going to he's gonna win that. And, God, 50 goals, probably. Um, it's tough not to go with Matthews as the favorite. Um, that'd be a, quite a story for him to repeat. I'm going way off the board. I'm going with Kirill Kaprizov. Um, I thought about him. Wow. Seems to be the only him. source of production for the Wilds. So, wow. you guys are so delayed. That's hilarious. Um uh, yeah, so he's playing on a good line. I think he'll produce a lot like he did last year. Um, fuck, I think I'm looking now. He's ninth best odds to win it. I don't know. I like him a lot. Yeah, I thought about taking him. I have him in fantasy this year. I'm hoping for great things from him. Um, another small breakout player. I know we're past that. Jonathan Erickson, I think is going to have a huge year. Um, have him as well. Norris Trophy for best defenseman. Uh, said I would mention Quinn Hughes again. Here he is. He's my Norris no pick Mac this year. Boy. I am shocked you're not taking Mac. I really wanted I'm, to, but I'm fucking shocked. I thought that was an I, easy pick for you. Are you kidding? I took him last year. Look, the numbers for McAvoy just aren't there uh, offensively. And I get he's I, – I think he's top five defenseman in the league, but he doesn't put up the points. For some reason, he struggles on the power play. Uh, I think Quinn Hughes is going to have – a monster year, monster points, probably 60 points. Um, he's a stud. He's my Norris this year. Um, I went Ekblad, uh, fully healthy from that injury, that broken leg that he suffered a year ago was so good up to that point. Florida's offense is unfucking believable. He'll get some power play time. Going to be a lot of goals for that team. I think he'll play a role. He's so good defensively, too. I think Ekblad's poised. I think, uh, I think it could be his year. So many good defensemen right now. Yeah. See, I was going to take McAvoy, and I was like, oh, Scully's going to take him, so I didn't take him. Um, take him. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'd taken Cal McCarr. I think it's a two-way race between him and the incumbent, Adam Fox. Um, but Cal McCarr is just so fucking talented. I mean, I was thinking, if it's if it's solely based on defense, I was thinking Jacob Slavin. As Scully mentioned earlier, super underrated. But I think Cal McCarr just got that big payday. He's going to fucking dominate this year. As long as he stays healthy, he fucked me over in fantasy last year, getting hurt all the time. Um, the last, last award on the list is the Selkie for best defensive forward. Um, I, I, I take him every time Patrice Bergeron. I mean, it's a, it's a sin that he hasn't won it just consecutively for the last 10 years. Uh, I know Barkov has entered that conversation. Uh, I think it's about time a, w- a winger wins this award. I think Brad Marchand deserves to be in that conversation as well. Um, but I'm going Bergeron. Well, if a winger wins it, it's probably going to be Mark Stone. Uh, I'm going Bergeron, too. I just can't pick against the guy. Uh, obviously, being a Bruins fan, I might be a little bit biased. But I think last year I had Barkov. So yeah. I switched to Bergeron mid-year like an idiot. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to Bergeron. I think he'll win it. Take Bergeron last year. He fucked me. I'm taking Mark Stone uh, as the winger. I think it's kind of just him, Barkov, and Bergeron going to be fighting it out for a couple years now. Just kind of stupid. I'd like to see some new faces in there, but yeah. no one does it better. So, Well, Taves is back. Maybe Taves could get yeah. back in there. Yeah, maybe. Um, cup prediction, rant, and then that's it. This is kind of been a, a quick pod. I thought we all thought this might take a little longer. It'll probably be Close an to hour. hour. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my cup is the Boston Bruins and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, like I said, I think it's Colorado's year to break through. Um, seems like they've been poised to do it for the past two, three years. Uh, I think they have a pretty easy path. I don't think the West is that good this year outside of Vegas. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Colorado and in terms of Boston, like, I think the East is going to be a dog fight. Once you get to the playoffs, it's just going to be who's hot and who's not. And, uh, I'm hoping Boston gets hot. Uh, I love the, I love all, I love the whole team. I think we need another defenseman. I'm not sold on Forbert, Forbeth, however you fucking say it, um, being the, being McAvoy's partner. I think there's better options out there. Um, but I love Boston. Taylor Hall is going to have a huge year. Um, hopefully I think the third line is going to be really, really important for this team. Yeah. I actually have the Bruins as well. I had the Bruins winning the Eastern comp for, you know, being the best in the East during the year. I have them going to the cup. I just fucking love their, their roster this year. There's just something about the team this year. I can't really explain what it is. I just, something feels special in the air that I'm sensing. I'm sensing it, and uh, I don't it's know. probably wrong then. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but hopefully not, because uh, I'd love to see them in there to get some some playoff hockey all the way through. Uh, and then, as far as the uh, Western Conference goes, I think Colorado is going to have some demons in the playoffs. I just simply don't think that they can be Vegas right now. So I'm going to go Vegas, Boston Cup with Boston winning. I think Vegas kind of has their number. I think DeBoer outcoached Bednar last time. I think if they met again, the same exact thing would happen. Um, Vegas just plays better at home. And listen, I just, you know, obviously new goalie there. I trust Leonard more than Kemper right now. And, and I, you know, I would be shocked if it was any team besides those two. Like if it's, if it's some other team, like I would be shocked. They got hot. And I almost thought Chicago, but I didn't want to do that because I just, that's too risky. Yeah. Newman? He's behind. Um, so That's for me, crazy. it's Colorado, and it's the Islanders. Um, what? You're, we were just so delayed that we thought you didn't hear us, but it was because we are delayed as shit. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so I have Colorado and the Islanders. I think Colorado is, is poised to take that next step, um, get over the hump. And the Islanders, if not for running into Tampa Bay like three years in a row, they probably would have two cups by now. Um, so I think this is the year they finally conquer that demon, uh, make to the cup, probably win the cup. So I'm rooting for them. I like their wow. team a lot. Wow. Wait, when wow, does so. Tampa Bay get – so wait, who's your winner, by the way? Um, Boston or fuck. Colorado? Oh, I got Boston. Oh, no, Boston. Right. I'm not against and Newman's going Islanders over apps. Newman, when do you think Tampa Bay gets out? If you don't have them in, I'm so fine. Um, probably conference final, I'd say. That is it for our NHL predictions. Um, 
it's Newman's rant this week. I have no idea what he has prepared, but I can't wait. Uh, so Newman, you let me know when you're ready and we'll start. All right. So my rant has to do with last night's opening night and how shitty, uh, Tampa played. Uh, they do this every fucking year on the first game of the year. They just act like they don't want to be there. I mean, they got outshot 14 to seven in the first period, but I mean, like, fucking come on guys it's banner raising night the fans are back they're buzzing and you put up a fucking dud in the first Vazzy bailed their asses out all night they didn't start trying until they were down two nothing and to make it all fucking worse the espn like sean mcdonough and ray ferraro were the most boring commentators i've ever fucking heard in my life um and this dumbass like zone camera angle they kept switching to to add like spice to the the broadcast was fucking terrible you couldn't see where the puck was half the time especially when it came in the near boards it was just so annoying to watch um they didn't have a shot tracker up on the thing so you couldn't even see like who was out shooting who it's a fucking disaster i know it's night one i'm sure they'll fucking see all the criticism i was on twitter watching everyone complain about how shitty the broadcast was but like fucking espn is a fucking joke i wanted them to stick with nbc I know it can't happen, but like it was a fucking terrible game to watch, especially since Tampa just didn't fucking want it. We finally scored in the end, which, which was great because I have Sorelli, but you know, Cooper emptied the net with five minutes left. So the score was six to two. It looked a lot worse than it really was. Um, and then all the, the people on Twitter hating on my team was kind of annoying, but uh, that's my rant. We'll rebound <laughs> against fine. Detroit on Thursday. Um, TNT debuts tonight. Our good friend Brendan Burke on the call of one of the games. I don't know which it is, but they got like Gretzky, Biz Nasty, uh, Rick Tockett in the. So I think TNT is going to be far superior. Uh, well, I watched the Bruins Flyers TNT preseason game, and half of it you couldn't fucking watch because they had a camera issue. So oh, God. I don't have much faith in <laughs> TNT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the ESPN broadcast was like, them commentating on a fucking Scrabble game. There was no excitement whatsoever. It was pretty pathetic. That's a good that's a good analogy. Um, that's all I have. You guys have anything? That's no. good. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. But you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts